You guys can be seated. Um, so we've got a very special opportunity today. Um, if you're getting baptized, you can go ahead and come on up and stand over here, and we'll kind of uh, bring you guys out one at a time. Um, but for those of you guys that are just here to support somebody, uh, we have nine people stepping up to get baptized today. Um, and so um, just really quick, why, why do we do baptism here at Aletheia? What, why is it important? Uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 2018, right before he ascended into heaven to, to be with the Father, that the disciples' job was to go and make disciples of all nation, nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so we believe and are convinced that baptism is an act of obedience for a follower of Jesus Right to signify and symbolize what has already occurred internally, and that's that Jesus Christ has saved them from their sins, cleansed them, and that the Holy Spirit lives inside of them, keeping them until the day of Christ Jesus. And so there, there's nothing special about this water. We got it from the spigot. It's Gainesville City water. Uh, it, we've got this really beautiful baptismal horse trough that we bought at Rural King here a couple years ago in Gainesville because, because for us, the water's not important the the baptismal itself is not important what's important is what has happened in the lives of these men and women and that Jesus has changed them and they're going to share with you brief stories about what Jesus has done to save them and how he has changed their lives so we're going to start with Hoffa Hoffa wants to come on over and if somebody will grab the mic for her right and then I think Daniel you're going to come up here and help me actually do this right but Hoffa We'll let you start. You can just share a little bit of your story, and then we'll baptize you. Hi, I'm Hafa, and I'm definitely not the best impromptu speaker, so I just wrote something down for you guys. Um, in John 14, Jesus tells his disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And as I was preparing myself to write my testimony, this verse wouldn't stop repeating in my head, and I think it does a great job explaining my walk with Christ. I was raised in a Christian home and was always taught that Jesus was the way to heaven. My parents aspired to be this, to be like this historical figure that had lived 2,000 years before they even knew who he was. But I didn't fully understand why they did that, except by maybe the fear of eternal condemnation to hell. At a very young age, I learned that Jesus was the way to heaven. At a much younger age, I was healed. When I was only six months old, I was diagnosed with osteomalacia, and my numbers and my body's constant re rejection to medical treatments were so devastating that the doctor told my parents that they should start saving, because if I reached the age of 18, I swear I did not cry when I wrote this down, <laughs> um, I would most likely be in need of life support. My dad did not accept my diagnosis, and he took me pretty much everywhere. He researched every religion. And to fit this in, I wanted two-minute testimony. I was sure in this part and say that my healing was the way that my family realized that the God of the Bible was real, breathing, and true. You may be asking, where does my personal walk come in? And I believe it's present on the third part of what Jesus declared he is. Because of my background, I had always believed in God and the idea of a Savior who died on the cross. And that was the reason why I got baptized at the age of 10. At that age, however, I had not comprehended a few integral parts of the gospel. And that's when the third part came in. Even though I believed in the facts adults had been telling me for a long time, I had not lived for him. My actions did not mirror the one I claimed to be my savior. At the age of 15, I believe, was when I finally comprehended that Jesus not only took my sins to give me a way to heaven, he not only died to fulfill the things the prophets had written about him, 
and give me a fact that he's truly God, but he was also the one that when he breathed his last, called the veil to turn into two and give me a life with full access to the Father and a relationship with him. My walk from that point forward was not by any means perfect, but just like Peter, I was drawn by conviction to always look back to the cross, repent, and embrace my Savior's mercies. What Jesus had taught me cannot and will never fit in a two-minute testimony. <laughs> but this is a little bit why I stand here, ready to be baptized with full conviction that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So we'll let you climb in here, Hoffa. You want this side since you're taller? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's still taller than me, even on the next step down. All right. There we go. All right, if you want to go ahead and sit down. Yep. All right, Hoffa. Based upon your testimony and your love of Jesus, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death and raised to walk in newness of life. <laughs> Taylor, come on up. You want to grab the mic there, Taylor? So this is Taylor. For those of you guys that don't know him, Taylor, you want to share a little bit of your, of your story with us? Okay, my name is Taylor. I was born and raised in a Christian family, um, and I always grew up, you know, knowing Jesus is real and stuff. But then as, as I got older, um, my actions didn't really align with that, and I think that was kind of proof that I didn't fully believe. Um, and so after, after a year of college coming here, um, I was kind of left broken, and um, I was struggling with shame and depression, and just a just a lot a lot of weight on my mind and I was constantly battling in my own mind constantly and, and I always I just wanted to break um, and then one day I, I never read the Bible before even though I was a Christian and I, I just for some reason felt like I needed to read I needed I needed something and so I pulled out the Bible app on my phone and I just closed my eyes, scrolled through, and picked on something, and I read Isaiah. And when I read that life, that night changed my life. Um, I didn't know that uh, God could talk to me like that. Mm. I didn't know that it was possible. I thought the Bible was just words. Um, I promise you, it's much more if if you actually read it. Um, it can it can change your life in an instant. All I can do is uh, praise God at this point. Um, I, I can't even begin to describe to you all he's done for me in this past year. He continues to talk to me. I mean, I, I, mean, I owe my life to God. Um, yeah, praise the Lord. Um, I also want to take a moment to thank the leadership and elders here at Aletheia. Thank you for investing your time into my life. Lord knows I needed it. <laughs> I would not be quite where I'm at today if it wasn't for you guys. Amen, buddy. Awesome. Let's dunk you, dude. <laughs> All right, let's go down just a little bit. So we go on that sunburn, huh? Oh, no, that's All right, Taylor. 
on your profession of faith, I now baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death, raised to walk in newness of life. Kelsey. This is Emily, for those of you that don't know her. Yes, my name is Emily. (laughs) Um, So I was raised in a Christian home, and I grew up with my parents speaking the truth. And I think that I thought that I believed it for most of elementary and middle school because I didn't really have a good reason to question it. Um, And then by the time that I got into high school, I basically just got caught up in all of the high school things. I had a lot of really rough experiences all through high school, and I was kind of keeping it buried down inside, not really, not really confronting those things until it got to the point that I completely was just rejecting Jesus. Um, so by the time that I was coming to college, I was not really interested in finding Christian community at all. Um, but what was really interesting is that my, my brother, who also was not a Christian yet at the time, he had gotten involved in a campus ministry just because he had some friends back from our hometown who were in it. And so he was like, hey, like you're a freshman, you're having a hard time making friends. Do you want to just come with me to one of these events just to meet people? And he was like, don't worry, like they don't pressure you or anything. They're, like, they believe in Jesus, but they're, they're like, they're cool Christians. And I was like, okay, whatever, I'll meet these cool Christians. So... I went and I, yeah, I I really was so desperate for community that I didn't really realize that what was really happening was this was God using my exposure to things for me to solely be softened towards him. So I agreed in September of my freshman year to go to this fall retreat for the campus ministry. And I remember actually having the thought, I don't know if I can spend a whole weekend with everybody talking about God, but I guess I'll go. And so I went, and on that Saturday night, the speaker was telling the story of Gomer and Hosea, which is one that I had never heard before. I thought up to that point that I kind of knew everything about the Bible, but I have learned every day that I was completely dead wrong because there's (laughs) so much more to learn. But I was hearing this story for the first time, and basically, for those of you who don't know, the rundown of it is that God tells one of his followers to go out and buy a prostitute and take her as his wife. And I was like, well, that's pretty weird. Um, and so he brings her in and he loves her and, and they are forming this relationship and then she goes back out into prostitution and God says, Hosea, I want you to go, I want you to buy her back. And so he does this and the speaker's telling this story and I was, I was pretty interested in it but I didn't really think about it as it related to me until he said, that is how God views you. He sees you in your, in your darkest sins, and he sees you in your weakness, and he wants to buy you back anyway. And I was absolutely captivated by that. And it was at that moment that I was like, oh, my gosh, I have been living in this sin, and God has seen all of these things, and he's seen me in my weakness, and he wants to buy me back. And so I just, like, started crying, and I had this whole emotional thing. And I, I had a fear at the beginning that I was going to do what I've seen so many people do, where I, I had this misconception that you have like your like on fire for God moment, and then you kind of slowly taper off. Because I had seen young Christians do that, but 
what's actually been incredible has been how God has pulled me in closer every single day so that today I am more in love with Jesus than I was that day and I know that the same will be true tomorrow because as I learn more about him and as I have seen him radically change my life and seen the ways that he has taken that broken person and made me who I am today, a follower of Jesus, that is enough to sustain me for the rest of my life. So I'm standing here today, somebody who never thought that I would do this with my parents sitting here and seeing me declare that Jesus is Lord and that he has saved me from my brokenness. Mm. Amen. <laughs> See, she said it's not that bad. Yep, I can go ahead and sit down. Emily, based upon your profession of faith, I now baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death, raised to walk in newness of life. This is Kelsey. Um, so I was raised in church with the intent that one day I would make my faith my own. I was baptized as a baby, and I can't remember a time I didn't know the story of the gospel. Just like any child that knows about God, I had great childlike faith. I viewed, God as my, er, I viewed Jesus as my friend and God as my Father in heaven, and I talked to him often. I went through the confirmation process in my church when I was in middle school. In high school, my spiritual life was pretty good. I was in the church youth group, a Bible study, a small group, and a good Christian community who encouraged me to grow and learn and trust in the Lord. I started to struggle a lot in my faith my senior year of high school when tragedy struck my school, causing my mental health to worsen and my mind to be filled with doubts and distrust of God that lasted for years. My freshman year of college, I joined the campus ministry called Crew. The four years I've spent in the ministry has equipped me through training, discipleship, apologetics, fellowship, and taking me out of my comfort zone. When I came to Aletheia, the scripture-based sermons inspired me to look deeper at the theology within the books of the Bible. I've gained so much knowledge about Christ, and it increased my confidence, trust, and faith in him. I've seen God's faithfulness in everything, how he has used every bit of my suffering for his glory and to discipline me, teach me, and make me more like Christ. I am so grateful that God takes care of all things for me so I can have a perspective centered on him and have strength and faith in him during all the trials I face. I rejoice in all of the transformative work God's Holy Spirit has done and continues to do in me. And now I desire to be baptized the same way Jesus was and practice obedience and express my genuine faith in Christ. Kelsey, <laughs> based upon your profession of faith, Kelsey, I now baptize you as my sister in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death, raised to walk in newness of life. This is Aaron. <laughs> so wet up here. <laughs> So I'm Aaron, like he said. Um, my story kind of begins similar to Kelsey's. 
Um, I was born in a Presbyterian church, um, went through all the youth group programs, went to all the church retreats, um, and I'd say that's really where my faith um, started to come alive, going on those retreats, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, and so because of my convictions, I was always known as the good Christian girl, um, and I saw God be so faithful um, throughout my middle school and high school walk. Um, but and, and I continued to see his faithfulness as he got me into the University of Florida. Um, so the summer leading up to that, um, my freshman year and my freshman fall, um, I kind of began to slip a little bit. Um, I started to get involved in the party scene, um, and that was just not me. And so every night I would come home, and as soon as I would like lay my head on the pillow, I would just feel like so much guilt come over me, and God asking me like, what are you doing? Like, this is not you. Like, what, what are you doing? Um, and so that and also wanting to be really involved in a campus ministry crew um, kind of made me feel like I was living a double life. Um, and so that went on for, I guess, uh, I was feeling that way for a long time. And it got to the point where I just couldn't do that anymore. Um, and so I made the intentional decision to um, just devote everything to the Lord. Um, and so from that point on, um, just fully understanding that repentance and receiving that forgiveness. Um, I have grown immensely in my faith um, since that intentional decision. Um, and being involved in crew and as well as Aletheia um, has just given me um, blessings of leadership, community, um, and just fellowship with one another and the knowledge um, to grow in my relationship with Christ. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, and so God has been with me um, through even some of my darkest times um, I went through a season of depression in high school um, and just battled um, negative self-talk and body image issues, um, even like last year, some of these things I was struggling with. Um, and so time and time again, going back to God and praying to him and asking just for help um, and for his comfort, um, he was always there to provide that for me um, and just <laughs> makes me so, <laughs> it's like crazy looking back and just seeing how faithful he's been. Um, and so thinking of my own suffering um, reminds me of the suffering of Jesus on the cross and what he endured for me and just remembering that I'm so undeserving of that, like, it just makes me feel, like, so loved that he did that for me. Um, and so, yes, you know, since then, I've grown. Um, he continues to sanctify me and point out idols in my life that, you know, I don't want to be revealed because, you know, they're idols, <laughs> but they need to be knocked down, and so... Obviously, that's something I'm thankful for. Um, and so this past winter break, I went on a um, youth retreat with my church at home um, as a small group leader, and they challenged each of us to choose a word um, that we would focus on for 2019. Um, and the word that I chose was submit. Um, and so it's the deepest desire of my heart to be obedient to the calling that God has on my life. Um, and that was encompassed in the word submit for me. Um, and so since then, um, this semester has been one of the toughest that I've experienced um, so far. Um, but God has been teaching me to continually just lean back and trust in him and in the knowledge that he has it all under control and that I have no control in that and I can only trust in him. Um, and so, yeah, no matter the situation, no matter if it gets worse or better, I can always praise God because he is always faithful and he's always good. Um, and so I am so thankful for Lathia and for the road that God has placed me on to get me to this point. Um, and yeah, that's my story. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Aaron, based upon your testimony <laughs> and your profession of faith, I now baptize you as my sister in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death, raised to walk in newness of life. Chauncey. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Chauncey. Um, I don't have anything prepared. So I'll, I'll just start off by saying thanks for having me. Um, I, guess, I guess my story would start at uh, my younger brother invited me to a church group. Um, it was actually, it was Westside Baptist was doing like a, a mini church thing at the Paramount Hotel on 13th like um, South 13. Um, I started going there, I became good friends with the pastor, Matt Deal, and we would do Bible study groups. Um, I'm kind of introverted, so <laughs> like the, the Bible study group was a, a better thing for me. Um, we'd just go out and, and meet people and, and just have good talks and go over scripture. Um, it felt good, it was, it was, it was nice being in a, a good Christian community. Um, Long story short, Matt got married, moved to Mississippi. Uh, he's in D.C. now. Um, and I just got caught up to start working and not really going to church. Um, depression, hopelessness, uh, just those kind of feelings started to set in. Um, I really don't have a word to describe. It's just like when you, like the feeling that something's missing, like even though you, you have everything, you're okay, but just something's missing. It's kind of like a depression and like a, um, you know, uh, that happened. Um, I called my friend Brian and asked him if they were still doing the uh, the Bible study groups. And he was like, oh, uh, not really, but I'll, I'll link you up with somebody. Um, he gave me a contact, Gene. Um, he's no longer here. He, he moved to, to Tampa. But um, I was invited to a Bible study uh, with Alethea. And as it's been about, it's like two or three years now. Um, honestly, I couldn't ask. I couldn't have. I couldn't have asked for a, a stronger body of believers. And it's it's just been, it's been great. I'm I'm thankful. I, I praise God. I'm thankful. Um, I'm here today to uh, be baptized as a, a declaration of faith to Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks, brother. You ready? <laughs> All right, brother. Want to go ahead and sit down? There we go. Want to sit? There you go. All right. Chauncey, based upon your profession of faith, I now baptize you as my brother in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of Jesus' death and raised to walk in newness of life. <laughs> this is Holly. Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm Holly. Um, I'm really nervous, but excited to share you guys my testimony today. 
Um, so I grew up in a Christian home with two amazing, strong, Christian, godly parents who I'm really excited that they're here today. Shout out to mom and dad. <laughs> um, and even though I said the prayer to accept Jesus Christ in my heart when I was really little, um, I didn't exactly know fully what it meant or what it meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, and I actually even uh, grew up in the church, went every Sunday, and even got baptized when I was little. However, I didn't exactly know what it stood for. I just knew it was something Christians did. And to be honest, I thought it'd be really cool to be on the big screen at church that Sunday <laughs> getting baptized. Um, and so because I didn't fully submit my life to Christ, um, it caused me to lead a lot of, to live a lot of like very selfish and um, poor decisions in middle school and in high school. Um, and it turned out that like by the end of my senior year, it caused, those decisions caused a lot of regret and um, caused me to feel very lonely and depressed. And um, I wasn't exactly sure, like I believed in God, but I thought at this point, based on the very intentional decisions I had decided to make for my own life, that there was no way he still loved me. He was probably frustrated with me and done with me. Um, and it caused me to just be in a really big state of depression. And one day at church, um, at, towards the end of my senior year, uh, our pastor started sharing the gospel, and for the first time in a long time, I paid attention to it. And that was when it fully hit me that there's a God out there that loves us so much that he sent his one and only perfect son to die on the cross for even someone like me, and that just broke me. <laughs> um, and it was at that moment that I decided to fully submit my life to Christ and let him lead it. And from then on, I've just tried to stay out of the way. <laughs> um, and from then, he's led me to an incredible Christian community here at Aletheia and also at Crew, And it's allowed me to f um, be uh, part of a group and community that allows me to be like fully seen, known, and loved, which I hadn't really experienced with Christian community until like coming to college. And um, from then on, uh, I know that the Lord sees me as a pure, like my sins have been washed white as snow, and um, he sees me as a pure and loving daughter of Christ, and I'm just really excited to be up here and declare that today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, well, Holly. Based upon your profession of faith, I now baptize you as my sister in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death, raised to walk in newness of life. This is Alice. Hello. <laughs> so about two years ago, a Greenhouse Church came to the O'Connell Center where I work for Easter Sunday, and at the end of their Easter services, they do baptisms. And I was working the event, and I'm standing there, and I'm talking to my coworker, and I'm like, you know, I think the very least likely thing to happen is for me to get up, hold a microphone, <laughs> stand in front of a crowd of people, <laughs> and be baptized on Easter Sunday. <laughs> so if that is any small testimony how God moves in people's life, here it is. I did not grow up in a Christian home. Um, my family, um, in multiple ways, has just had some distrust towards religion. I kind of grew up thinking God was for other people. Um, until about 11 months ago, I moved to Austin, Texas, and I was paired with 
this girl who's gonna be my roommate, and so I did what anyone does when they're gonna like have to live with someone for a few months. I Facebook creeped her. I was like, oh, this girl is really into Jesus. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and um, but I didn't have a car, so I had to like be nice enough to her to convince her to drive <laughs> me to work every day. Um, and so we were stuck in Austin, Texas traffic every day for um, a decent amount of time, and we just started talking because we had nothing better to do. And slowly she started sharing the gospel with me, and about two months into the internship, I was just like, hey, can I go to church with you? And I really, I walked in, and I was kind of like, what's all this about? I had a lot of misconceptions on what Christianity was. I was really distrustful, and we got in, and they're like, all right, we're starting the gospel of Matthew, which, for those who don't know, is like the very first page of the New Testament. So I was like, oh, I'm going to learn. And um, through that, and just after that day, I kept going back, um, just learning who God is, who Jesus is, what Christianity truly is, has really just um, allowed God to transform my life, transform my heart. Um, everything that I have learned through finding this church, through finding this community, um, and just being able to truly surrender my life to the Lord has um, just been nothing short of amazing. I'm so grateful that God has placed this church, all these people here in my life, and really given me the understanding of what this baptism means and that the gospel truly is good news. Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Alice, based upon your profession of faith, I now baptize you as my sister in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried in the likeness of his death. Grace to walk in newness of life. So our last baptism is Alethea. Yes, she shares the same name as the church. <laughs> okay, so my story is that I felt like God was drawing me to him um, when I, and I started reading the Bible. And... Then I felt like he wanted me to be a part of his family, and so then I just kept reading, and finally I just read Mark, the end of Mark 8, where, and I decided to deny myself, take up my cross, and follow him, and I did. <laughs> 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 it's pretty neat for me that my, la my last act at my church in Seattle that I started, um, the, the only time was one of the times I actually got to baptize as my last official act, leaving that church to come here. And now uh, the one who's kind of responsible for Alethea and Alethea's church being connected here, I now get to also baptize them. So Alethea, upon your profession of faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You buried in Christ in baptism. Thank you guys for being here. We're going to sing one more song uh, to, to end the day. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing and, and, and worship. But then please enjoy your Easter Sunday. If you're here with family, go out uh, and enjoy dinner together. We love you, but more importantly, Jesus loves you, and that's why we're here to celebrate today. Stephen, if you'll cut the lights, I'm going to pray really quick while the band comes back up, and then we'll sing one last song together. Father, thank you for these lives. Thank you for these nine men and women 
whose lives you have forever altered and whose eternities you have forever changed because of your love, because of your life, your death, your burial, and your resurrection on their behalf. God, we rejoice together as their brothers and sisters proclaiming that you are worthy to be praised because of what you have done in their lives. Jesus, we love you so much. May the remainder of our day be an act of worship, but may today not be just a one-off, Lord. May today not be just a day that we remember the resurrection and then for another 364 days we live the same way, but may today be the, the, a catalyst for us to worship you each and every day because you are worthy. Jesus, we love you, we praise you, and we ask this all in your good name. Amen.